Today is the feast of Christ the King. Christ the King. It's kind of a church thing to say, isn't it? That's not to say that we don't mean it. I just think that we say it with a certain context. For example, if your friends or your colleagues were talking about who won the presidential election, you don't walk in and say, Jesus, (laughs) not on the ballot wins every year. (laughs) Michael Curry calls us God's quiet people. We're not really building statues of the Ten Commandments and putting them in our state houses. That's not our thing. So I think we mean it when we say Christ the King. And we mean something kind of like Christ is the King of our hearts. We come to church, we sing hymns, we share communion, and then we go out into the world where we have allegiances and fascinations and struggles with the kings of this world. Those are the people that we vote for, that we lift up, who wield power, which all makes sense. We all live in this world, but Christ is not just the king of our hearts but ruler of all things in heaven and on earth. So our feast today is kind of like a thought experiment. What does that mean for us? People who live in the here and now, but also want to follow God. What does it mean to say that Christ is the king? How do we recognize that power? What does it mean to be that king's subjects? So in today's gospel, Matthew 25, we have a real vision of kingship. God comes in with all the angels and the heavenly hosts and he sits at the throne and all the nations are arrayed before him. And when he comes to judge the heavens and the earth, his only criteria is compassion. What you did not do for the least of these, you also did not do for me, is what he says. Christ the King's only criteria in judgment on his throne in this vision is compassion. But there's another vision of Christ's rule that we actually say together every Sunday. It's the Lord's Prayer. Those words that Jesus taught us to pray. We say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Our most primary ask of our king is for something so intimate. Our king is who feeds us. Our king is who also gives us compassion. We call God creator, redeemer, sustainer. We live in this world by God's grace. So we set up a lot of thrones in this life. We have a lot of different kinds of rulers. And all too often, almost exclusively, the people who reign over us do not do it with much compassion. So I think we have this feast day to make us think, what does it mean when we call Jesus Lord, King, Almighty? We gather to hear the gospel here, we gather to hear God's word, and just last week, Kate told us that as we hear it, those stories become our stories. Deep down, we know what kind of king Christ is. So we have to ask ourselves, if we know what kind of king Christ is, do we want to be subject to that king? Because the only way to follow Jesus 
is to act like Jesus. There's a paradox at the heart of that because we have to embrace our own power to act like Jesus. We have power, our choices matter. The tragedy in this gospel to me, in part, is that the people who listen, who are gathered to be judged, those goats, they don't think that what they did made that much difference. They don't think that what they have to do in the world is that important. They don't think that what they have to do when confronted with suffering can really tip the scales in any meaningful way. So when God asks them, when God tells them really, that you did not take care of me, they're really just kind of confused. They don't know what he means. They never took what they had to do in the world that seriously. So we have to embrace our own power, the power for our choices, even the small ones, to be really meaningful to other people. So we believe that there but for the grace of God go I, that everything we have is a blessing from God, but we do have power and our choices matter. So how do we embrace that power? By giving of ourselves. The only way that Jesus, the king we follow, used his power here on earth was to empty it out for other people without a worry or a care of getting it back. We have to pour ourselves out for other people. Our criteria has to be compassion from the biggest of ways to the smallest. It can be as small as giving a dollar to someone who asks you for one and not worrying about how they might spend it, just that they need it. And it can be complicated as asking for more from the people that we empower, the kings that we set up in this world. Like I know right now how painful it is to see people not wear masks, to reject COVID, to deny the terrible power of this illness and what it's done to our society. But I also think that as a city and a state, if there's no rent relief, if people have to choose between putting themselves in danger or putting food on the table, that's COVID denial too. We're not asking for the people in power to have compassion and take care of us. This feast that we proclaim Christ is King is a true challenge to our imagination. It's a challenge to what we see as possible. It's a challenge to how we conceive of ourselves. We have to imagine that there's more, that there's more that we actually have to give, that there's actually more for all to be had. We do not live in the world of scarcity that we so fear, but only when we don't share or we allowed others to hoard far more than they possibly could ever need. Compassion is God's criteria for us. So I ask you to imagine that compassion were the criteria that we have for ourselves and for each other. Because it is our imagination that will lead us to a new vision. It is our imagination that will lead us to a vision of Christ as King. Because Christ will come again in glory. I know we wait with longing for God. It will transform us on that great day but I pray that we can also be transformed in this day 
by the Christ that we meet in others. When God says the least of these, the hungry, the thirsty, the homeless, the stranger, the imprisoned, the sick, he is not making a metaphor. That is where God has chosen to dwell. And he asks us now to choose to see him there. Amen.